Welcome to How to Decorate from Ballard Designs, a podcast all about the trials and triumphs of decorating and redecorating your home. Each week, we'll help you unleash your inner decorator. I'm Caroline, and I'm on the marketing team. And I'm Taryn, and I'm a product designer. And I'm Liz. I head up the Ballard creative team. We're We're your host. Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world. Plus, we'll answer a listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now on with the show. Okay, today's guest is Jeremy Clark of Birmingham, Alabama. He's the founder of Jeremy D. Clark Studio, a full-service design studio specializing in luxury residential, commercial, and hospitality projects from coast to coast. Jeremy's timeless style has been featured in Southern Living, on One King's Lane, and a variety of lifestyle blogs and publications. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into design? I studied design at Auburn University. Kind of grew up. Wait, wait, wait. Back up. Back up. Everybody knows when they're young. Let's start with where you grew up. I know. Okay, 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 okay. I, I like <laughs> skipped step one through 19. <laughs> you were being kind yeah. to listeners, but they do care. We all care. I, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe. So I grew up, my dad was a home builder. And so I grew up mm-hmm. kind of watching all of that intricate process and kind of seeing it from A to Z and watching something go from plans to move in ready. Um, and that that was super exciting to me. So I, you know, I loved watching something come to life and then watching someone be able to enjoy it and live in it. Um, and it just kind of felt like this really beautiful final product. So mm-hmm. that was pretty much my whole childhood. So then when I went to Auburn, now step 20, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I really debated between architecture and interior design just because being around that building process, I did love floor plans and layouts and how was someone going to use the space and ultimately my math skills led me to interior design (laughs) (laughs) so i you know as along with like i I love pattern and textiles and all Mm -hmm. of those things and so interiors just was kind of that perfect fit for both i get to work with some extremely talented architects and get to watch them do their thing and Mm -hmm. be super glad that i don't have to do that so it's (laughs) You know, it, it, that's kind of my shtick in a in a mm-hmm. nutshell. Was my childhood definitely kind of propelled me to that that point at university? See, I love that. I always feel like someone has some little inkling that they don't tell you. Like, I know. oh, I was around <laughs> it growing up my whole life, and it really like no, it's true. I mean, my dad like did build furniture and stuff, and I again, it was the same thing. It was like this little. I didn't put it together until I ended up, you know, where I am, and I was like. I guess that's why I ended up here. Maybe I watched it happen. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's like, how long does it take to actually peel back the onion? And we are mm-hmm. currently at minute three and you've already started. So I'm feeling good. I'm really good at <laughs> podcasts. Like really. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. I know Liz and I both were talking before and we really love diving deep into, I mean, we, we dive deep in the interwebs to find stuff on you. And it's, <laughs> it, it was clean. We found nothing to hide, but we found some good work is what we mean. <laughs> well, thank you. You're in Nashville and in Alabama. After school, I went to New York and interned there for a firm that specialized in hospitality. 
So they are really lovely, worked on hotels like the Carlisle and the Beverly Hills Hotel. And that was a, a brief stint for me, ultimately, because I decided to move to Nashville. So mm-hmm. from New York to Nashville, I kind of did a boomerang, essentially, from the South to New York and back. <laughs> was in Nashville for about three years, worked for a pencil and paper company. So Ben and Jen Soar, and then worked for Jason Arnold, who is both are extremely wonderful. And I'd certainly consider it a privilege. After that, I essentially was approached by someone to uh, redo their whole home and realized I didn't have time to do that on nights and weekends. And so it was kind of a mm-hmm. never, never take the leap of faith and, and hope that by taking one project, then others would come. And mm-hmm. so they did. And now I'm <laughs> in year two of being my studio. So yeah, I'm, you know, things are exciting. Okay. So so that's super incredible to me. Like you're in year two, because to look at your work, you wouldn't, you would never know that you are so early on your career. Yes. You've got such like a master of layering and timeless style. And it's, it's really pretty gorgeous. And a sophisticated look. How old are you? Like so 100? I'm 26. No way. Oh my gosh. Looking yeah, at your work I... is like studying. <laughs> like, no, for real. You're layering of, of again, patterns I, I would, and yes. textures. And mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have had well, like a staple poster at 26 still being like, this well, is fashion. If you, <laughs> if you looked at where I lived in college, you'd be like, holy moly. Like, where did the break happen? Because it's like overnight. I was like, oh. I think I'm going to decide to be sophisticated now. <laughs> and then like suddenly woke up in the morning and was like, hmm, okay, no longer will I do this. But it, it's been really fun. And Walked I've had out a of lot that of apartment. People, Farewell. Yes. Closed that door in Auburn and sophisticated I became. <laughs> I love that it. is pretty awesome. I will say I've had a lot of people who have certainly influenced my career in many different ways. And I'm, I'm very grateful that they all have a really keen eye and design sensibility. And I credit them for that. Do you have some favorite designers that you've studied through the years that you continue to use their same kind of, I don't know, we all have ones we like yeah. study and love, I guess. I mean, it's so interesting. So I, Ashley Whitaker, I mm-hmm. find not only to be extraordinarily talented and I study every detail of her work, but just her personality also too is so exuberant and fun and just fabulous. Honestly, I'm like, wait, so can I be you or she's just (laughs) from her design to her personality and everything Mm -hmm. in between. uh, She's someone who I really adore and look up to. And then Jeffrey Bill Huber, I find to be just a master of the mix. So I really look to him when I have a client who is seeking kind of a nod to the contemporary, but also loves traditional. And so finding how we're going to make that, that potion work, I think Mm -hmm. he's super, just really excels at that. And I love that I'm sitting here being like, they excel at this. Like, of course they do. They've been doing this (laughs) for X, Y, Z and are just, their careers are super decorated and, but I look up to them. I would say those are the two that I just, I, I 
constantly find myself yeah. like going back to their work. Jeffrey's book, Ashley's new book. I'm just mm-hmm. pinned and dog-eared all the pages. I, I adore it. Well, again, like Liz was saying, your your work is, I mean, I'm using the word sophisticated because again, y- you would not know, I think, based on looking at your work that you are so young and beautiful and beautiful, of course. <laughs> but I, I think you've really figured out such the recipe, you know, making this look happen. And again, there's just so much to look at and layers. But again, you don't have too much, which we also, you know, a lot of people struggle with is too much color and too many things going on. Mm-hmm. You've made it so it's a very palatable, but still a lot going on. And again, you say you love color, but it's neutral. How do we do that? I know. I know. Well, it's really interesting. Like the first project, the Nashville project that Grace Haynes, who's a Southern Living editor, I'd love to shout her out. She featured my very first project and she is amazing. Mm-hmm. But it was a request of the client to make it neutral, but not boring. And so that was a really fun exercise for me, especially so kind of beginning in my career, thinking that I wanted to just like burst out of the gate and be colorful and pattern heavy and exciting. Mm -hmm. And it was a fun challenge. And then now I just did a room at Birmingham Home and Garden Showhouse and it's olive green and it has red and it, it definitely, this was kind of my time to show color a a bit differently granted there's brown on the ceiling so that's not yellow or orange but i think Mm -hmm. that it worked out in the manner of like i needed those two years kind of in between to really hone that skill even the colors in that room feel very cohesive there's just a, a very gorgeous tone like you have gracie wallpaper on the walls which like i mean you are not half stepping that room in the show house at all it has some killer killer details from the gracie wallpaper to the lamp by christopher spitzmiller and that okay let's just talk about the mirror can we i would love okay everyone you need to go check out this mirror it is gorgeous and it is adorned with just shells all over it's so opulent Mm -hmm. it's just amazing tell us more about this i'll start with the mirror and then i'll get everything else the mirror so i will say the wallpaper actually was like the jumping off point for the entire room and the mirror was when i decided that i wanted it to feel very grand and glamorous and all of the things and none other i was on instagram one evening and was scrolling and scrolling and down a rabbit hole as we do and Her name is Shima. She is in Houston, Texas, and she has had a very long career and is a very celebrated decorative artist. She does paintings and murals and all of the things, but also happens to do this really intricate kind of shell work. And I asked her, I'd never actually spoken to her before, so she probably thought I was a little creepy, but I was like, hey, just FYI, I'm doing a room, and would you mind loaning me slash making me a mirror? And she said yes. And so she made it specifically for this space, hand gilded the shells, but every piece is individually placed. And I just, yeah, that was just the jumping. I mean, I could not be more thrilled. And so then from there, I was like, okay, let's canopy the bed and let's have taffeta all over the window treatment. Uh, Then it was just like no turning back from there. But (laughs) <laughs> yeah. um so when so the it's the birmingham 
home and mm -hmm. garden. Okay. And yes. so when did this house open? When so it opened about two weeks ago. Mm. And it runs through November 21st. And so. it's kind of perfect, honestly, because I do love I love show houses. I think they're so great in terms of having the everyday consumer to just be able to walk through and ooh and ah and get and gather all of these ideas that you might not otherwise think of, as well as on the design perspective for us to kind of flex our muscle and not have a client that we're mm -hmm. wondering the kid is going to spill a spaghetti and meatballs all over the sofa. So let's make sure it's performance. But it lets us kind of run wild a bit. And the fact that this is the home was five minutes from my office <laughs> definitely played a part in that and was a really great way for me to kind of dip my toe into a show house. And is this it was the first perfect. one you did? Yeah, it was my first one. Well, you knocked it out. Well, thank Ooh. you. It was so much fun. So much fun. And there were so many talented people who were involved in it. And I'm already kind of thinking like, oh, I wonder what the next show house would be. But then I'm like, whoa. You know, at some point, <laughs> at some point that American Express bill comes due and you're like, okay, maybe the show house will maybe be. Maybe wait until mm -hmm. I get yeah. more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's gorgeous. So you did the bedroom and the bathroom. Yes. Back. So yeah. I did, well, its official name was Bedroom 3, if you care to know. It was super okay. descriptive. <laughs> and uh, it was upstairs. And so, yes, I had a, a bedroom and a bathroom upstairs. What did you do in the bathroom? Oh, I mean, so we did this great Schumacher wallpaper. It was a celery Kimball design uh, bone mm -hmm. inlay. And then this glamorous marble, a fluted uh, cabinet front, and then some Ralph Lauren polished nickel sconces. Hopefully that, like, did I just paint the picture? I don't know. Hopefully. I think mm -hmm. so. I've seen the picture, so it's always hard for me to be like, did he fully <laughs> paint it? I've seen it. No, I think that that's, you did a good job. But it, it really, I will say, the bathroom was supposed to be a direct juxtaposition of the room in it that it was intended to be clean and crisp, still have mm -hmm. detail, but to really be like a refresher right when you walk in and cleanse your palate. Yeah, it's very bright and airy compared to the the drama that's happening in bedroom yes. number three. <laughs> yeah, yeah bedroom, three, really, bedroom number three. <laughs> that's really funny. Did they give you any brief or anything, or did you do you just no. go wild? So we really got to go wild. There was a homeowner that had actually purchased the home throughout this whole process, so that was unique in it that kind of hard surfaces like the marble or the tile or things like that had to be approved. But beyond that, if the homeowner decides they don't want to keep it, then we just take it away and yeah. absorb it into our inventory. <laughs> right? To like move into it. It'd be so fun to be like surrounded by all these like amazing designers. Be like, yeah, someone so did this room. It's so it's, I'm sure that they have enjoyed it, but I'm also sure that they are like, wait, when are we going to be into our home? So, yeah. How know, many people are parading through it? <laughs> yeah. Truly. Truly. <laughs> That's it's so been a great. really fun experience. So I can't. Okay. Complain. So you did a canopy bed in there. When is it a good, what's, when do we use canopy beds? Like what's a good, is it like, does it need it for visual space? Is it good to have in like a, yeah. When do we use one? 
So I think it really depends. It, and a lot of it has to do, I feel like, with someone's personality, right? So some people, when you're asleep, want to feel cocooned and cozy and kind of wrapped in warmth. And I feel like that's a really excellent tool to achieve that. Some people, on the other hand, want to feel really light and airy and perhaps their bed is sleek and doesn't have all of those adornments like a canopy bed. My personal preference is a canopy bed. But I also think that you can do that with simplicity, right? So I did one with a stripe. You could do it with a solid and Mm -hmm. achieve a really serene and calm look just the same. And again, too, it also does come down to to cost. You know, like it is not cheap to do a canopy bed for certain because of right. all of the fabric required and how intensive it is with labor. But at the end of the day, I think it just comes down to someone's personal preference and how they want their bedroom to feel. And did you design this bed? I did. I did, which is really fun to do. Yeah. That you should have seen how many sketches and iterations I had of it. But yes, I did. So fun. I'm like, I feel like I took a page out of your book and just started designing furniture. You know, it's just a, it's easy, right? Just <laughs> whip it up. Yeah, whip it up. Mine, except mine was one off and you have to like make sure that it actually works for everyone. I mean, you're right. You are yes. right. <laughs> I do have to also make sure the instructions make sense because yeah. zero instructions together. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to talk about um, another part of your portfolio. You did a, somebody downsized. If I'm incorrect, please, you tell the story. And what I loved about that project is it seemed, it felt like a small space, but it felt really good. Will you walk people through that project? And Yeah. So that was, that was the Nashville condo. That was my first project. It was my first project. That was your first project? Yeah, it was amazing. And I just honestly like crossed my fingers and prayed the whole time. But (laughs) it was really, really fun. So we basically retooled some of the layout in terms of opened up the kitchen, opened it and connected it to the living room, created a new opening case opening there. We tore down some walls in other spaces, create a reading room for her. We definitely took it down to the studs a bit, but then everything else was just like, we painted the floors white and we painted the walls white and we really just kind of layered it with light and airy elements. You know, I mean, it definitely feels, again, like you said, and I, you even did the built-ins on either side of the fireplace. I really loved what you did there as well. She had really pretty dental molding around the ceiling, if that's even the correct terminology. Um, but she had beautiful molding. Okay. All right. And the fireplace stuck out. But so she had a place where people are all doing built-ins right now. And you had actually take, instead of doing like just fitting a built-in, you um, did like a lower built-in. And again, correct me when I'm wrong, but the shelves look like they're just part of the wall. And I loved that you didn't like case them in. Those weren't even there, actually. So it was just like an open area that was honestly wasted space. She Mm -hmm. does, I agree, have so many beautiful accessories and kind of discoveries. She's a huge traveler. And so has all of these kind of pieces that she's collected all over the globe. And we decided to just put those on full display. And so we did the floating shelves there. And that also was 
kind of a clean, more contemporary way of displaying all of these these pieces that did have a lot of age with them. So it balanced it out quite nicely. Oh no, I loved it. I was I'm in the phase of life right now where I'm wearing thinking about the built-ins and then I saw that and I was like, or maybe I just make them floating shelves. Like you made me mm-hmm. rethink my like mm-hmm. idea. So and if I loved you don't that. Want to get a carpenter to do it, go to IKEA and get yourself a thirty-four dollar floating <laughs> shelf. Same look. That is definitely yes. gonna be cheaper. Definitely. <laughs> Might only last you 30 days, but hey, it just depends. <laughs> it, it depends if it's for a photo shoot versus my like, got it, got it. I love it. It looks so good. Thank you so much. Yeah, these are. this is another space where I feel like <laughs> it's very neutral, but it's yes. super, super clean. And then your pops of color are a little bit, a little bit muted. So mm-hmm. it's not like vibrant colors, but everything just really pulls together so beautifully. Thank you. It was, I mean, I will say like, even for instance, when, when I was looking at the dining room, it was, how can we make this neutral? Granted, there were no windows in that dining room. So it felt very small, but it was also, and I should preface this with Albert Hadley had actually designed the apartment. It was his sister's condo who lived in that. Yeah, no, so like, not, no pressure, no, pressure. no nothing. <laughs> But he, so he had wallpaper, so I replaced it with another wallpaper. We did this super subtle ferrum ball stripe. Um, we actually replaced the fixture that was in the unit that was this kind of old Hadley design. It was, I don't even, I think it felt like cardboard, honestly, chipboard even, was this light. Well, Christopher Spitzmiller had then reissued one for Circa Lighting. And it was metal. So we replaced it with that. We added texture in this flat weave rug that was custom made in kind of a checkerboard pattern. And then we painted a border around that with a Greek key as a nod to his love for painted floors. And oddly enough, it all came together and still felt serene, which was the goal. The point of it was to certainly walk in and at each turn, you kind of discover something new. And I think that's one of the things that should be celebrated about interior design is kind of that constant piece of discovery. Yeah. It's really, it's really stunning. Absolutely. In that that dining Mm -hmm. room, those, those chairs look really familiar to you. You know, I think it's this company. I've heard of them before. I think it's (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love those chairs. I think that they're pretty cool. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know anybody who also helped Miles Red with them. Nobody. I know. Honestly, I love those chairs and they're really good. If I could use them in every project, I would, but then people would just think I'm a one-trick pony. So, it's alas. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty amazing. They're pretty amazing. They are. I don't think we, I don't think we sell them anymore. So, sorry. I don't, I don't know if we do either. Yeah. I, know, I so. actually don't think we do because I... See, you tried more. to get them again? See? I tried to go you, and purchase them again. <laughs> you can't be a one-trick pony. We keep you on your toes here. <laughs> I know. But I will say there's a lot of that Miles Red collection that I'm like, where is this pedestal that I used to kind of covet? Yeah. And, so my fingers good. are pumped. I'm sure. I'm sure you have a lot of tricks up your sleeve. So many. We do. It, it's always fun, like flipping through and being like, "Ooh, yeah, I know this." <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. And I even uh, liked your on your website. You have like a shopping list, and I was going through that and again shopping myself. And then I recognized some things yes. as well. So, but it, it was fun to. No, I, I like your little shopping that. section. That's super cute that you do that too, guys. So if anyone wants to like see his little shop style, he has 
tabletop and gifts and men's fashion, which I didn't even yeah. dive deep in that. Well, the thing is, is like, I'm already shopping for clients all the time. And so mm-hmm. I was like, wait, let me just go ahead and kind of make this partially accessible to anyone who is just mm-hmm. like looking for just guidance. like you. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who wants to essentially emulate me? No, but who, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, someone who just, there are so many people out there who the thought of hiring a designer is kind of a, a frightening one or it's a costly endeavor or all of the things, you know, there's a myriad of reasons why someone may or may not pick up the phone, but go to my shop page and there's some furniture. There's Well, there's some ideas. Yeah, some ideas. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. You also have a tabletop section, which I'm a oh big gosh, fan yes. of tabletop. We talk about, it's, I feel like we talk about design yeah. and entertaining hand in hand all the time. Um, I don't know why we all, I think as we, we all gravitate toward tabletop, but I wanted to talk about your projects you listed on your sheet too, where you did, some tablescapes for uh, veranda. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So they, um, they put a roundup of Thanksgiving tabletops and I did one. So that was really fun. It was hilarious that I was shooting a Thanksgiving tabletop in July. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I was like, sweating bullets thinking about like, yeah, cranberry and stuffing and all the things, but <laughs> It was. Well, it was yeah, really welcome nice. to this, that world. <laughs> I yeah. Honestly, I love tablescapes. If I could think about them morning, noon, and night, which arguably I suppose sometimes I do, I would. I, they're like doing a little room of like layering different mm-hmm. pieces, like a, a tablecloth with your flatware mm-hmm. and your flat. Like it's just all these different components that you might have found in a room, but on a smaller scale. And, that's just fun. I love mm-hmm. it. Do you think people should leave their table scaped all the time or like set or no? Okay. No. I think that's very important to note. What do you leave on a dining table year? Say it's middle of July, nothing events. What do you leave on your dining table? Like a sculpture or a nice bowl or like, I think the trick to that is like, keep it simple. Okay. There should be no clutter. In my opinion. No, that makes perfect sense. But then when it's time to entertain, it is. Then it's like wheel it all out. <laughs> like pull out all the stops. Okay. Like, and what do yes. we need to inventory so that we can also do it? Because I understand personal taste. It, again, to your point, it's like wrapping presents. It's that whole idea of like a layered look. What is your look? So everybody's style is different. But how? what do we need to have mm-hmm. in our back pocket inventory wise to do this? In terms like of how many like tablecloths should I have? Yeah, like how many napkins? So as many as you can fit. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, if you have a cabinet that can fit twenty, then you need twenty three. Okay. But the, you know, I think the limit does not exist. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. But okay, it, I like that. <laughs> and, and I will say, like, I, I think that yeah, the the part is that you just collect it over time, mm-hmm. right? So the older you get, the more pieces that you'll have and tricks up your sleeve. Right. No, that's, that's a good point. Okay. So just slowly gather the things you like and then your tablescape will get better and better. Except I don't know what your excuse is because again, you are in your mid-20s. So how do you already have all these gorgeous things? Uh, my, 
Well, let's talk about y'all. So enough about Whoa, me. this is not about us. They've heard enough about us. I know. I know. Um, no, my excuse is that I just, I, uh, you know, it's just it, fun. And there are absolutely. so many inspiring mm-hmm. places to discover it. I, I tell friends who are like too nervous to really make big plunges in their home, you know, to kind of start mm-hmm. with a tablescape in a way of like, I feel like it's a gateway where like, get yourself a nice tablecloth, get you some plates you love, like do it up to where it like feels good and that cold layered feeling. Now, now think, imagine Mm -hmm. how you feel if you did that in a room. And I know that sounds weird, but it is, it's like a little playground of like, you put things down, you're like, nope, not good. Take them out. Yeah. And I, I feel like I'm far too many. Well, actually, it's funny that you say that because I feel like you know, I have seen people before, and I agree with this, like, say they're in their dining room, and it's white walls and, you know, pretty simple floors, but then they drape their whole dining table in, like, a super fabulous block print or uh, chinoiserie floral, like, and they leave that on all the time as the test of, like, do I love this pattern? Mm-hmm. Do I love this color in the space? Can I live mm-hmm. with it? Um, and that, I do think, is... And okay. You're allowed to leave a tablecloth kind of during testers. that time. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nothing at all on top mm-hmm. of it, but mm-hmm. you can have a tablecloth. <laughs> so there is an exception to every rule. I did have a friend, or I do have a friend, excuse me, who her grandmother's <laughs> old uh, dining table. And part of the veneer is just ruined on the top layer. And, but she has kept it and she, needs to buy a new dining table. But in the meantime, for years, she's always kept a, a tablecloth on because she's like that big old spot in the middle. She's tried covering it with like big things down the center, but yeah. every now and then she can't cover it. And she's like, got to put the tablecloth on. So that was my, my, uh, the yes. second time where it's okay, I guess. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. Um, but no, your, uh, tabletop page on your website also, it has so many, um, little unique finds. And so if people are looking for some inspiration too, I do feel like you totally gravitate towards earthy tones though. Like some, it might be the season though. I do. Too. I do. And, you know, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, even with my interiors, you know, I do love spaces that, are kind of grounded in tones that you would find in nature. Green is my favorite color. If I could do a whole room in olive green, I would. And I've definitely tried. But then I also just love, like, I do really appreciate, like, that surprise and delight element. So you have a room that might be neutral, but then you add in something like a chartreuse trim. You know, like, anything like that. I do think that it really is kind of, our job as an interior designer to introduce solutions or opportunities to be different and have something that is unexpected. Mm -hmm. And while neutrals and such are certainly present throughout, I'll take it upon myself to kind of give it a different and unique spin. Speaking of trim, I want to talk about there's the bedroom that you did um, that's on your, that's in your portfolio where I was, I was so entranced and like all of the sheets have this great bright red piping. That's just this beautiful color against all of these neutrals that are going on. But then when you look around the door frame Mm -hmm. and you look around the window frames, it, you have this beautiful, like stripe diagonal 
stripe, like kind of cut on the bias type of look of like yeah. a brown and white like ribbon that just goes all around all of those detailing. Mm-hmm. Is that hand painted on there with like Oh my god, I wish. That is, honestly, like that is you know, just if like you would have seen me. I so it was myself and a colleague and we took tacky glue and glued it's truly it's like tape trim. So it's five eighths of an inch from Rogers and Gothagon. And but you can I mean you can get it from Samuel and Sons, you can get it from wherever. The the price is all over the board, but it's a really effective and typically inexpensive. I mean, you certainly could if you were doing something ridiculous, but a simple grain trim, and you'll notice that I did that also in the show house space around the crown, but it's a really inexpensive and effective way to just add another subtle detail. And in that room that you're talking about, I loved the stripe on the bias. I thought that was just... It is so really good. Simple. And on the, so in the thickness of that headboard, there was also a green on green venison fabric that was a stripe on the bias. So it was also just a fun play on that. It's so sweet. And it's, mm. it's just so nice and subtle around the windows because the walls are white and the trim mm-hmm. around the window pane is all white. And so it makes the window frame pop out. And then for, you didn't do drapery, you did wooden blinds, wooden Roman shades. That's actually my house uh, in, in full disclosure. And it's amazing. I will, well, I will say, so it's, it's a place that we will probably be for two to three years, maybe two, probably two, realistically. Mm-hmm. And I honestly didn't want to make a huge investment in wallpaper and pay for the labor and do all of that. As much as I love wallpaper and I would die on the sword for wallpaper. Uh, <laughs> like, tr- 100%. But for me personally, it just wasn't the exact right time. Essentially, I added the trim. I spent my money on the bed that I could mm-hmm. truly take wherever I went. And then mm-hmm. just doing something simple with the texture, like those woven shades, it, it, it really felt nice. And I painted the floor, which I'm also an addict in that regard (laughs) so you love a painted floor oh my gosh if i can paint every floor that i lay eyes on i would but really that's not always an option flat color or pattern really it depends so (laughs) all of the above above. i've I've done stripes i've done solid i've done greek key i've done a checkerboard I will say, so I followed this account on Instagram, Chris Pearson Floors. He does a lot of work for Miles Red. And I will know that I have made it in my career when I can hire him to do someone's floor. It is out of this world. And I encourage anyone to follow him. He is beyond inspiring. Um, But yeah, painted floors. That's a good one. Oh, that's exciting. Well, it's so funny because we've seen, I feel like this past year, we've really talked about the fifth wall being the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're taking you're taking it to the sixth, the sixth wall. <laughs> Great. I'm like one more place to layer. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I, I know we already talked about the show house, but even I noticed that you did the ceiling, that dark, it's a brown, right? Mm-hmm. So and- it's Appalachian brown, Benjamin Moore, mm-hmm. high gloss. We couldn't logistically get it to be lacquered but i honestly high gloss in a especially in a new build where the 
feelings are, feeling is, you know, mm-hmm. they're next to perfectly smooth. It achieves a similar look for sure. Yeah. It, it really is a very similar look and it, and it's doable. And I think a lot of people yes. can do that. And it looks so good and it's reflective, which again, makes it feel so interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it, you know, it just adds that extra glamour. Okay. So I feel like I keep seeing black and white checkered floors. Like mm-hmm. that's, I feel like it just keeps reoccurring in like things I'm seeing in different feeds and things I'm seeing in magazines and everything. Mm-hmm. What makes a good black and white checkered floor that doesn't feel like a fifties diner, you know, <laughs> like that I kind of, yes. I kind of love and I kind of hate and I ca- I'm trying to figure out where my, where my pain, pain point is with that. Mm-hmm. So I will say I, I've seen it two ways that I really like. Neither of those ways included a true painting of a white and black checkerboard floor. I Mm -hmm. love it when it is tile. I think that is really elegant. And I think that it elevates it from beyond that diner. And then I also, in a dear friend of mine's house in Birmingham, they have painted to wear there's the black checkerboard and then it's their exposed hardwoods act as that white checkerboard mm. and their white oak mm. floors. So it's a really unique way to so achieve graphic. a similar look, but it just, it takes it to the next level and you wouldn't see that in a diner. So th- those are the two ways that are very similar to that kind of white and black painted floor, but still different. And I think those are just really bring it to the next level. Okay. That, no, that's a great answer because I've really been grappling with this. I know. And now <laughs> like, I just watched you set a love and you're picking up your crap. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I've got, and now I have a stack of marble, yeah. black and white tile <laughs> right here. I'm going to do that next. <laughs> She's ready. No, it's, it's interesting. You said, the cause. <laughs> I, I uh, saw it in your portfolio. I saw that image of the black and white tile. And ironically too, my, uh, we're building right now. And my husband was saying he wanted to do black and white in a bathroom. And I was like, well, it has to be stone. We talked about yes. like, I was like, it has to be a stone floor. We can't do the vinyl, <laughs> you know, like, of course, because no. the, there is like this weird, like if it's done wrong, it looks bad, but like done well, it looks fantastic. And so yeah, TBD might look real bad. Say, to your mm-hmm. point, I'm like, I'm really actually glad that you brought up vinyl. I have seen some cork some killer that is no, no vinyl mm, skirt. I have seen <laughs> some cork flooring that is actually extremely chic. And it, like I discovered it because when I was obsessing over an interior that Jeffrey Bill Huber did, he had actually laid cork as the floor and they have some checkerboard options. And it is really interesting. The texture is different. It feels elegant. And i believe i've never done it myself but i think that it's relatively easy to install huh mm-hmm. um, the more you know i know i'll have to i'm gonna look it up but later i don't want to steal my signal from this because <laughs> i want to see <laughs> i signal is not strong enough for me to be googling I, right now so yeah <laughs> um that is awesome that's a great idea so thank you for that mock vinyl and i got a good idea out of it great <laughs> 
Well, that's what I mean. Somebody was joking about how, you know, when vinyl came out again, it's that thing that everybody was like, what's this new thing? Like, and so it was cool because it was new and different. And then like so many things, then we see it too much and we're like, yeah, okay. It happened. Um, yeah. It's like at the yeah. end of the day, it's still vinyl. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still true. pleather that I'm wearing. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry well let's jump on to a, a decorating dilemma yes will you help us with a decorating dilemma i would be pleased to all right you all are all sitting in your cars listening to this so buckle up here we go um it is from Lisa, Liza, Liza, maybe. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. Um, she it's writes. Liza with a Z. Okay. So it is Liza. Okay. Um, my name is Liza and I'm 30 year old medical resident living in Denver, Colorado. Good for you. I just discovered your podcast and I'm devouring it. Y'all are so entertaining and I'm learning so much. A new love and interior design has sprouted within me. Don't change your career, girl. Don't do it. You're already in medical resident. So don't do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. And I'm decorating my home. And every- <laughs> we do need you. Um, my home and every friend's home that will let me. My housing situation is this. I was supposed to be moving in with my boyfriend this fall, and he passed away suddenly and unexpectedly six months ago. I have since moved across town in into a Denver bungalow-style house built in 1927. It is a rental. In my widowhood, I found myself being really affected by how my home feels. While decorating without him, he had amazing taste the artist of the couple and being in this house alone is horrible. I still need to feel like my safe Haven, hopefully both comforting and beautiful. If you can't tell from photos, I gravitate towards earthy colors as nature makes me feel grounded and calm. And she deserves that in this home. My current struggle is how to make my living room and dining room feel finished. I have a few art pieces and mirrors, but I'm not sure what belongs where. I want to make the fireplace, the focal point of the living room. So naturally the more detailed pedal mirror seems like it would be a good fit. The mirror also adds a bit of glam to the space, which I've otherwise held off on. However, it doesn't look quite right to me over the mantle. I was favoring possibly the pedal mirror over the console on the opposite side of the room since it would dress up the otherwise plain part of the room, providing balance and reflecting natural light coming from the small south-facing windows. I worried that that would create two focal points on opposite sides of the room. Is that a bad thing? Um, Is the pedal mirror in the dining room too busy? And there's more going on in that room with a pattern rug. These pieces can also go in other rooms of the house that don't work in the living and dining room. I'm also debating about what to do about a side table. I love my big comfy sofa, but it's very wide in a small room. And I don't know if I can fit side tables. She's been eyeing our Zoe side table since it's super narrow and elegant. Definitely, girl, get in line. Those things are good because they're petite. Would the loungy style couch arm pillows be at risk of knocking things on the side table over? probably. Is it okay to place the side table a bit away from the couch to avoid this? We're going to let Jeremy actually answer her. (laughs) But hold on. I'm almost done. My last question is about seating arrangement. I moved here in the couch in one orange accent chair, which made sense in my old apartment living room. But now it just feels like a chair is missing. Do I add a chair? If so, same orange one to make it a pair, which is a distressed velvet rust color, or do I change it up and get a different chair? I'm considering a faux olive tree in the corner plants or the landlord is placing the small window soon. And then please ignore the horrible damaged hardwoods. It's a rental. 
Thanks so much for helping me with my decorating dilemmas. If you have any other suggestions for rooms, editing, adding, rearranging, tweaking, I'm open to any advice. It's important to note that my budget constraints from a resident salary are very real. I often buy secondhand items and have carefully choose and save for most new items. All right. Okay. First of all, Liza, we are so sorry for your loss and we are just going to make this space awesome and cozy and wonderful for you. So Jeremy, go. <laughs> I know. Make it no awesome. pressure. No pressure. No pressure. But it's su- it's a super I, I, cute yeah. space. Do we need to she's describe the space? Great, she's got great stuff. It is a petite bungalow. You can tell it has, you know, rounded openings into her it's dining super room. Charming, honestly. Mm-hmm. Very I it's mean, got little niches that are like old school. It's cute. It's a super cute room. And I know that you said, Liza, that the floors are beat up, but I love that they're the narrow plank. I think that's so charming Mm -hmm. and really fitting of your 1920s space. You know, I almost felt like I should have been making bullet points to answer these. (laughs) Here, I'll go back through. Here, I'll start with your questions. Okay. What are you thinking about art? She wants to make the mantle the focal point. She has that mirror that has like little, she's calling it petals around it. It's almost like little teardrops. Mm -hmm. She's wondering if it should go over the actual mantle or should she do it? Okay. I'll just I'll answer as you're reading. So I I think that that, especially for a space that feels calming and relaxed, let's take away the petal motif above this mantle that already has kind of a decorative Mm -hmm. detailing to it. And let's add something simple above the mantle. In this one image, I love that she has this round mirror that looks like it I think it's framed in brass, perhaps. Yeah, it looks super clean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, th- I think let's just keep it really, really clean about the mantle. I agree because the fireplace is busy. So keep it, keep it the circular mirror versus art. Let's keep a circular mirror and let's do art above the sideboard. Mm. Okay, great. Okay. Okay, I'm jumping ahead of myself. I think. I think. No, I love that she's she's also like trying a few different things. Where she's like put the mirror over the sideboard. She's put the mirror over. Yeah, she's given us options, and then she's put the art yeah. over the. She's, well, so it she's, also doesn't she's, help that she has great pieces that we're also working with. I wish that it's true. Everyone could see that. I mean, the dilemma is certainly real, but it's a great dilemma to have when you have wonderful things to move around in place. <laughs> So the second question is, she has this big, white, comfy, floppy sofa. It is a bench seat, meaning it's just one big cushion, two back cushions, but you can tell it's super floppy. Um, she, It's big for the space, but this is a rental, like she said. So she's thinking about getting this itty-bitty, thin, long rectangle table we have. I think it's like less than 12 inches. It's like eight in- It's something real thin. Um, mm-hmm. She's wondering if she should get that or will she knock things off with these pillows? And that's a sofa table, like directly behind. It's like a thin kind of steel console table, right? It's a side table, the one I'm speaking of. She doesn't have it in this room. Oh. It's a, it's our Zoe table. It's so, little. Well, I would love to say, let's do the Zoe table. It sounds like there's plenty of demand for the Zoe table anyway. <laughs> and let's, you know, one thing I would say is ditch the coffee table get something kind of sleek and even steel like something really thin with a thin profile a coffee table and then have Mm -hmm. two nesting tables underneath it that could be pulled out for cocktails with guests or if you actually wind up that you have additional space perfect 
you know, I see that it looks like she has a basket on one side of her sofa. Mm-hmm. Perhaps she could move a little nesting table over there and style it up mm-hmm. with books. But I think to be able to have a coffee table that does a myriad of different things would be really nice, especially in this space that clearly has a lot of roles. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's some great advice. What do you think about her question about the chairs? Should she get a second rust-colored chair that kind of works with that or two new chairs or? So I love mismatching chairs. I think it really creates a space that feels more storied and collected. And I would say if she is on the budget constraints, which She's done an amazing job of. of right? You don't really luxurious. It's gorgeous. Like, I mean, yeah. there's a bar cart, guys. Then there's plants. Mm-hmm. But I would say, like, scour Facebook Marketplace or other spots for chairs that might have a pattern that is super mm-hmm. subtle. It can still be relaxing, but something with a small scale in a light and kind of airy tone. You know, it could be cream, it could be ivory. I think something that felt warmer than her white sofa would be nice and inviting to the space. And mm-hmm. I think let the rust chair kind of have its moment to shine and don't mm-hmm. add a pair to it to compete. Would you get a chair with a similar profile? This is kind of a lower back little barrel profile. Or would you go something with a different height on the back or a different material? So anything, I would do a height that, is either A, the same, or B, higher. So I definitely wouldn't go any lower because of the height of her fireplace and mantle. But, you know, if she wanted something that felt like a wing back that would really wrap you up and was cozy, amazing. But also, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a similar height in this particular space, too, if it had a different silhouette. I think that's the key when you're doing the same height is to make sure that that silhouette of the chair is distinct enough that it kind of breaks it all apart. Mm -hmm. So what are some other things that she can do to kind of bring in this feeling of comfort she's looking for? Is there additional drapery? Are there? I think that drapery always adds so much, but especially in a rental, it looks like she already has drapery on those large picture frame windows of hers. So I don't know that there's really an opportunity to add elsewhere. One thing I would say is it looks like in, for instance, her sofa. I would say let's have more fun with the pillows and have different textures. It looks like her sofa might be linen and one of the pillows might be linen as well. Let's change that up and have something that has more contrast to what she currently has. I think that would Mm -hmm. add interest and also make it feel very cozy and homey. Another thing that I would do is above the sideboard, she has a piece of art in this one image. Mm -hmm. Maybe let's add another piece above that so that we're drawing our eye up to the ceiling. So we're creating kind of a diptych or a triptych. And that way, I think too, having the illusion of a taller ceiling also feels less restricting and where she can kind of walk in and relax better. I think that's kind of, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, this is certainly not a medical emergency. So I think she, <laughs> she's doing great. Yeah. I, I love all the warm tones in the mm-hmm. wood. Like she's got some great pieces. 
I, I think agree. no, she's fantastic. And I think there are two windows on the either side of the fireplace in those images. I do think she could if she wanted uh-huh. to add a little layering in that room to make it a little more warm. She could maybe put drapes there. She does ask if she should put a fake olive tree in her little planter. But I also want to say she looks like she's got quite a few living plants. So Yeah, I think we I think we don't do that. Yeah. It looks like, to your point, she's got plenty of living items. And I actually love your idea where you were talking. It's the windows next to the fireplace. Maybe she adds, this is the plug for Home Depot, but they have great woven Mm -hmm. kind of wooden shades, similar to the ones in my guest room, that would add a lot of warmth. And you can go online and customize them to your size. So that's a little kind of cheap hack but that would be really nice and elegant next to her fireplace certainly an upgrade from the the blinds that are currently there i love that too because that might bring your eye up from all of the wood on Mm -hmm. the consoles and other things that are happening Mm -hmm. there Exactly. The last thing that I kind of, I know her door swings open and she has a very small, petite kind of uh, console right by the front door. Mm-hmm. If she could fit something like longer and then she could put up like just more art or kind of fill up that wall too, that'd be a nice little touch. But I'm sure where she's standing in that room, that's not really a um, focal point for her either. So True. But, you know, I will say Ballard has great little like buffet lamps that are tall and skinny and unobtrusive. And one of those right there, when you're walking in to provide a nice warm glow, also might be really nice. Mm -hmm. Yes, we like lots of lamps, lamps on lamps. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's Yeah, we always say that too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you add it? Can you add another lamp? Okay. I'm like, did you prep me before this? Was I supposed to say that about a lamp? Or? <laughs> no, no, I'm, always I'm, more lamps. Mm-hmm. We're just giving our two cents. Yep, of or three cents really. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think it's beautiful, and I think too to make it feel homey and such. If you're in a, this is my personal view and totally different. I know Karen, who used to be on the podcast, always hated family photos and such. But you know, if you want to put up and you're in a good space to put up your memories and put up, I say, bring that in. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I know for me, I like personal. I know it's not really a cool thing, but I like family photos and things like that too. So if that's something that you're into and some art, maybe, because I know you said he was artistic and you want to put up some of his art, get that framed, do it, make it yours. I know it's not yours, yours because it's a rental, but make it yours. It looks great. Liza. And thank you so much for listening to us. And I just want to tell you, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on today and helping. And well, thank you for having me. This has been really a fun kind of way to wind down the day. So thank you so much. Well, next time we will do it over drinks, we promise. But we love your work and we can't wait to see what you do next. So and everybody go see the show house too. It looks fantastic. Yes. Thank you so much. I will I will see you all in Atlanta soon. Great. So where can our listeners find you? follow you, see all, all the work. things. <laughs> Honestly, so I'm, I mean, I'm always on Instagram. It's just at Jeremy D. Clark. And then my website is of the same and it ends in .co, not .com as that was taken by someone across in <laughs> England somewhere. And yeah, I, you know, please give me a follow. I'd love to, to stay connected. And your work is wonderfully displayed on your Instagram. So good follow. So y'all go enjoy and follow. Thank you. Thank you.
And that's our show. You can find all of the show notes on our blog, howtodecorate.com slash podcast. To send in a decorating dilemma, email your questions to podcast at ballarddesigns.net so we can help you with your space. And of course, be sure to follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating.